Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Swing and a drive, right field and deep. Back goes Aquino, it's got a chance, gone! Get out the tape measure, long gone. Fly the W! Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley Jean. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, it's episode 90. Cubs free agent hitting options for 2024. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Or, of course, email Crowley and I at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Have we gotten too old for Blackout Wednesday? Uh, You're never too old for a good blackout. I mean, it'll help you the next morning. You can soak it up with whatever kind of birds you're eating. Most people eat turkey. I eat cardinal for the holidays. So uh, (laughs) whatever, whatever it is, man, it's always, you're never too old to have fun. That's always been my theory. All right. So in this segment, Crowley, we are going to talk about potential Cubs free agent hitters that we're going to add to the lineup of Craig Council. Yeah, in the last episode, we looked at the front-end pitchers uh, that the Cubs would be kicking the tires on. This time, we're looking at the bats. And when Cody Bellinger opted out of his contract, the the big question is, how do the Cubs make up for his offensive numbers? Not only that, you want to kind of go a little bit further so that the Cubs can take that next step. Um, If, uh, like last time, we kind of take a look at the budget really quick, we know that the Cubs' payroll in 2024 right now they are currently at $168 million. Dustin, I did look into that $5 million, and yes, he is going to get that. Cody Bellinger, we talked in the last episode, so I did double-check. It was part of the deal, so wow. uh, So he will get that $5 million that he's walking away with. So the Cubs will own $5 million for 2024. And then he won. He, didn't he win a million dollars for uh, comeback, comeback player? player of the year? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so, you know, that you see a lot more of that in contracts. That's always kind of been in contracts, but you see more and more of it. The opt-outs, the no-trade clauses, um, bonuses for certain performance goals. And so, you know what? Hey, good on him. He's going to do it. So knowing that the Cubs do have a, a fair amount of money to work with, again, 
there's no, you know, the 237 million is, is the, is the luxury tax. That's, that's the first tier of the luxury tax. And it's not really that big of a deal. It's when you become, when you hit that second and third tier that they really start penalizing the teams. And so, you know, you, you have at least, you know, close to 50 to $60 million to work with here, Dustin. So a lot of money. It's just a question of how do you want to spend it? Well, and they so, have to add a hitter, Crowley. Okay. That, that is, that there is no question that they have to add a hitter. It's just what kind of hitter and where does that hitter play in the field or is that hitter strictly a DH? And, and so with that in mind, we are, we know that the outfielder catcher and middle infielder set. So we're going to fo- focus on the corner infielders and the DH. So at first base, going through the list of Cubs first baseman since Anthony Rizzo left. Do we have like to? Do we have to? <laughs> it's like looking at a list of Bears quarterbacks in the last 30 yeah, years. There you go. Well played. Frank, I threw that in there. Frank Schwindel, PJ Higgins, Alfonso Rivas, Patrick Wisdom, David Bodie, Jared Young, Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, Matt Mervis are some of the names that have played since 2021, Dustin. That's only like two and a half seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, the season ended with Cody Bellinger and Jaime Candelario taking turns playing first, but both are now free agents, so the Cubs have to decide what they want to do. The list isn't the greatest, but we'll look who's out there. Obviously, the the obvious solution would be to bring back Cody Bellinger with the Cubs. Um, That's what the fans, I think, would want. They took a chance on Bellinger signing him to a one-year $17.5 pillow contract, and boy, did he deliver. 26 homers, he stole 20 bases, had an 881 OPS, and and produced a career-best 15.7 strikeout percentage on his way to winning the Comeback Player of the Year award that we mentioned earlier. Another million dollars, by the way, right? Boom. Jim Bowden, we talked about his athletic article making some of these predictions. Great. And subscribe to Athletic. Great, great uh, information in there. But they, he predicts six years, $144 million a year for Bellinger's service. He has the Cubs, Yankees, Giants, Mariners, Blue Jays, and Guardians all in on his services. So six years, Dustin, 144. What are we looking at there? You know, a little bit over $20 million a year, right? Yep. There are some red flags, though. The big question is, is what he did last season sustainable, right? In 2017, he was the rookie of the year. 2018, he was the NLCS MVP. In 2019, he won the NL MVP, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove. He struggled. So he was in, Mickey. So he was Mickey Mantle for three years. Right now, he struggled in 2023. That was that weird COVID 60 game season. So hard to kind of glean a lot of numbers out of there. And when celebrating a home run, apparently he, someone high fived him too hard, and he hurt his shoulder. And he struggled. One of the worst players in baseball in 2021 and 2022. So much so that the Dodgers non tendered him in 2023. And that's when the Cubs kind of came in. Now, Dustin, as great as Bellinger was in 2023, he ranked in the bottom third among regularly used hitters in exit velocity, barrel percentage, and hard hit percentage. In a piece in the New York Post, Joel Sherman interviewed David Ross and uh, Andy Green, so former coach, former bench coach, and Ross said, quote, Cody for me metrically is not going to jump off the page. He doesn't hit the ball the hardest of anybody or have this super disciplined approach, but his back to ball skills are one of those things I haven't seen in a long time for a player that produced the way he did this year with power gap to gap ability, stolen bases, putting the ball in play was his skill set that really stood out to me. 
He also added, and the ability to play first base is real. He gets great jumps from the outfield, but he played a great first base, obviously. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone with that kind of skill set, center and first base, but I think it's real. He gained confidence in his strength uh, component as the season went on. The defense is what really stood out to me. Thoughts, Dustin? Well, my first thought is I, I like Cody Bellinger a lot. I, I think that that contract is okay. It doesn't. It does. I don't think it kills anybody if that's what it if that's what they're projecting. I, I could live with that. I'm wondering, do the Cubs see him as a first baseman or a center fielder? What does he see himself as? Does he want to play first base? Is first base too boring for him? Is he willing to bat second or third in the lineup? Because it appeared, he's, I think he started maybe even batting six or seven. And it took until forever for him to be batting cleanup. He never went above cleanup unless it was a really odd day. He batted fourth. He batted between fourth and sixth the majority of his at-bats last year. And th there's something different batting in the top three than there is batting in the bottom six. They're, they're, it's different. It's it's not the same. So, you know, can he do that in the two or the three hole? Maybe. Does he want to be a first baseman? I don't know. I hate saying I don't know. But I don't know. Did, do you even remember him being asked? I mean, if he, if he, if he had a preference, if he cared, and I wonder – I wonder if he cares about that. I wonder if first base maybe is boring. Do you make more money as a first baseman? Do you make more money as a center fielder? I know your career probably gets extended as a first baseman as opposed to center field. So I just wonder if there's a spot that he'd rather be in. Or maybe, just maybe, he loves the idea of doing both, which he might be able to do only here with the Cubs. I think that I think that's the thing. I think he'd prefer to play outfield, but maybe he can do some first and some center field. Who knows? It is a unique set. I've never seen anyone be able to play a gold glove center fielder and first baseman. So as Ross said, like that just blows your mind. Yeah, see Patrick uh, Wisdom. Yeah. You know, uh, no, um, I, I'd pre I prefer not. <laughs> I love Patrick. I, I, I don't want to see him in center. No, thank first, you. No, and, you know, no, right. no, no, thank you. So, yeah. um, but I, I, I am, I, you know. It, it's, it just is nervous. You know, I, I mean, the pillow contract, great. It, it's just a question of you're going to give a guy a lot of money and, and, and was it just injuries and change of scenery that changed it for Bellinger? There's no way to tell you're taking a little bit of gamble, but anytime you give these contracts out, it's a gamble, right? Right. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, I do get concerned about the fact that he's just not a guy that hits the ball hard, but I do like the, the bad on ball skills. So um, I wouldn't mind having him back at all. At that price point, at that price point, at six years, one forty-four, I do not have a problem with. Yeah, that. I just for some reason I feel like he's he's looking for two hundred million. I, I and think one forty-four is low. I'm thinking that he is going to want to play center more than first, and so that's kind of my concern as well. Right. Now, the guy that we've talked about lately, uh, Reese Hoskins. Just like the Cubs rolled the dice on Bellinger, would they be willing to do the same with Reese Hoskins? He tore his ACL in 2023 in spring training and missed the entire season. But when he was healthy, the Philly slugger provided the middle-of-the-order power and the ability to get on base via the walk. So he's not just a guy who hits home runs and then strikes out a bunch, right? He, he has good on-base skills. In 2022, he hit 30 home runs and slashed 246, 332, 462. That was the second time in Hoskins' career that he hit 30 home runs. In 2019, he led the NL in walks with 116. So seeing a slugger lead the league in walks is a really good thing. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often, though. 
That being said, Hoskins is a below average defender at first. In 2022, he had a negative 14.6 ranking of fan graphs. So out of 18 qualified first basemen in MLB in 2022, his defense ranked 16th. Dustin, uh, he, the, uh, the contract looks like it's going to be one year from anywhere to 12 to 17 million. How are you about rolling the dice on Mr. Hoskins, Dustin? Well, if you strike out, hopefully not, on Cody Bellinger, I, I don't mind it for a one-year pillow, $15 million. You've got a good enough shortstop and a good enough second baseman where I don't know that you have to have the best defender over at first base. You don't have to be digging out a lot of balls that those guys throw. So I, I'm, I'm not I'm not against it, but then, you know, like – Reese Hop Reese Hopkins seems to go really good with Shohei Otani, right? Like that 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 would seem to be why you would have a Reese Hoskins on your team, not because hey. you didn't have <clears throat> Bellinger when you didn't have Otani. Right, and so you know it's an interesting one. I don't know you know I know how much the Cubs are valuing defense, so I don't know how much that's going to enter into the equation, but. Uh, we talked about John Maley being back with the team and somebody that tutored Hoskins when he was with Philadelphia. So just definitely one to keep your eye out. And Dustin, after Bellinger and Hoskins, the piss, the pickings get quite slim. Um, Carlos Delgado is a switch hitter nearing the end of his career, had a solid season starting off with the Pirates and then getting traded to the Brewers. Um, or I'm sorry, Carlos Santana, not Carlos Delgado, Carlos Santana. He had a solid season starting off with the Pirates and going to the Brewers. In Milwaukee, he really picked up the Brewers and helped propel them to the postseason. He was that shot in the arm because the Brewers were struggling at first base. Uh, if you saw in the non-tender deadline, they got rid of Rowdy Telez, so they're not doing that anymore. And Santana slashed 240, 318, 429, but he had 23 home runs and 86 RBIs and plays good defense. Dustin Santana is 38 years old and projects to sign a one-year $8 million contract. So definitely not as interesting as the other two, but no. And, and again, you can now, you know, if we get down to Santana, right, that means that you got Bellinger and he only wants to play center. Okay. And then you also got a pitcher, like a right. high end pitcher. And then, okay, then I can, I can live with Santana. So when you look at the first baseman on the market and the war wins above a replacement players, Reese Hoskins 2.3 war and he's only 31 years old. Carlos Santana's next with 38 with 2.7 war. Brandon Belt is 36 with a 2.4 war. Um, you know, obviously you remember him with the Giants. Uh, Donovan Solano 36 with 1.8 war, and then you start getting lower, and you're just kind of like, do you really want Dan Vogelbach back at 31 1.5 war or G-Man Choi? I don't know. Yeah, I mean Vogelbach. You know, again, like you could you could sell me on Vogelbach if you got Otani, right? I mean, uh, there there are there are you can't you can get me there, but it's got to be because you did some other amazing things. As much as I like I like big boys, um, I would say uh, no, nah, I'm I'm not in on that. I'm I'm not. Okay. I can't even you know, get you there. Okay. Uh, it's it's not going to do it. I'm I'm really kind of like I said. If they're going to do a free agent, Bellinger and Reese Hoskins are clearly. I mean, obviously Bellinger's by far the be one. I would say probably the second best hitter in this free agent class. Behind um, Hoskins, right? Okay. Right. Hoskins would be a, a good guy to kind of look at. And so, other than that, I, I you know, I I don't know how many of these kind of deals are going to you know the pillow contracts and stuff like that. You know, whether you go with Hoskins or Delgado or something, I don't know. Um, so that, that's what we got for first base. 
much like the Cubs have struggled to find a third base, first baseman since Rizzo left, the Cubs haven't found anyone to fill the shoes of Chris Bryant since he left. Now, one name that is clearly at the top of the third base free agent class is Matt Chapman. One of the best defensive third basemen in the game, three-time gold glove winner. Uh, if you if you think about a, an infield defense with uh, Chapman at third, Dansby at short, Nico at second, I mean, you are talking about some amazing run prevention. Last year, he slashed 240, 330, 424. He had 39 doubles and scored 66 runs in 140 uh, games. But his strikeout numbers are going up and his home run numbers are going down. He hit 27 home runs in 2021, which you would take, and in 2022. But he only hit 17 this year and 54 RBIs. Okay. And so, you know, for a guy that's 30 years old, right, and, and, and you know, the, the number, the contract number they're looking at is six years, 127, which is similar to Bellinger's is what they have there. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if third base is where I want to put my money right now. Yeah, I would agree. Um, might be some cheaper options out there, but based on what we've talked about a little bit in today's podcast and what we've talked about in the past, and that is the Cubs love affair with the, uh, with the glove, this guy makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I just don't like the six years, 127. Um, if you listen to the last podcast and we talked to Kyle, Gla- uh, yeah, Kyle Glazer, and there is the Cubs number three prospect is Matt Shaw, and he's a guy that could project to play third base. Now, again, it's a prospect. It's a gamble, but I don't know how much right. I want to give Chapman a, a six-year deal. He doesn't do it to me that for me for me that much, I guess. But I mean, let's 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 say you don't get Otani, you don't get Bellinger. Is this where you go? Do you go with Do you go with Reese Hopkins and Matt Chapman? Um, you know, I don't know. Or does it, that feel it, like it, Does that feel like a a, a bunt single? I mean, what it feels that like feel a bunt like? single, especially if you're going to be given Chapman six years and and he only hit 17 home runs. Now, if right, you're hits, looking and you're looking for pop, right? You're, right, you're I'm looking, looking for, for pop. You're looking for pop in this lineup, right? Right. Now, a good option, one that the Cubs had, uh, we, we got to ask ourselves, is the third time the charm for Jaime Candelario. He signed with the Cubs as an f- international free agent in 2010, Dustin. Played a few games for the Cubs in 2016 and 27, got his ring in 2016, before being traded to Detroit. He signed with the Nationals in 2023, and then the Cubs acquired him in the trade deadline in August. He's a switch hitter, Dustin, and he slashed 251, 342, 48, 41 with 22 home runs and 70 RBIs, and those numbers would have been better if a back injury that he sustained probably mid to late August and was finally put on the IL in mid-September um, didn't hurt him. That I mean, that hurt those, hurt those hurt his numbers. The other thing, Dustin, is that he can play both third and first for the Cubs like mm-hmm. he did last mm-hmm. season. Yeah. He is a better defensive third baseman than a first baseman, but Bowden predicts two years, $15 million. And to me, th- that is something that interests, you know, it's just a small deal. And, and again, you know, if he can hit 20 home runs now, if you remember when we had Bruce Levine on the podcast, this was a nugget that he put up that, that the agent was not necessarily happy that the Cubs really haven't contacted him since the season ended. I don't know. um, You know, these guys always play games as far as head games and trying to do whatever they can, but I, I like Candelario. I, I, like I said, I'm just disappointed that, you know, I think if he would have stayed healthy, that might've meant the Cubs get in the postseason, and who knows what would have happened. But, 
you know, for only two years at $15 million, a guy that, you know, pretty much hits 20 home runs a year. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm curious about that one. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, I, I think there's something there. I, I, I mean, Bruce wouldn't have said it just to say it. I, I bet the agent is ticked off and I think it, uh, it screams loudly, but again, they, they don't have to rush to get Candelario, right? Let, let's see yeah. what else, let's see what else happens. Let's see what other teams are saying about Candelario. So I haven't, I have not heard his name mentioned anywhere. Now, Dustin, I'm going to throw a name out there, and it's going to be a little bit surprising. Another guy that can play third and first, can also DH, Justin Turner. He is 39 years old, but last season for the Red Sox, Dustin, Turner slashed 276, 345, 455, 31 doubles, 23 home runs, and 96 RBIs. Great clubhouse guys. Bowden has him at one year, $12 million dollars. I remember hating seeing Turner on the other side with all that big red hair, especially in the postseason against the Cubs. Uh, you know, he's another one. You, you know, get me Otani, I can handle Justin Turner. Get me Bellinger, I can handle Justin Turner. You know, Justin Turner is not is like is he trying to play with all the iconic teams, right? L.A. Dodgers, Boston Red Sox. Now he wants to dip his toe in the Cubby Kingdom. Yeah, I'm okay with it, but it, it, again, it can't be Reese Hopkins and Justin Turner, and let's win, you know, and let's win the and let's win the division. That that doesn't right. that doesn't that doesn't do it for me. It, there's just so many questions because there's so much talent in the farm system. Is there someone that they have? Do they really truly believe Shaw is going to be ready soon? And if that's the case, then you don't want to block him. Right? Are you, you going to have a are you going to have a platoon of Justin Turner and uh, and Nicky Madrigal? I mean, that that's your third base platoon next season uh it'd be interesting to see you know these are all things to kick around but i guess dustin we have to get to the moment that everybody's been waiting for now this is very important before <laughs> we do you know this morning when i talked about this on the mully and haw show i whispered because i didn't know if we were allowed to say really loud that even on the cubs fly the w670 podcast that cubs fans might be interested in shohei otani coming over to clark and addison that is a bizarre one, isn't it? He doesn't want anyone. He, hey, if, if if anyone can keep a secret, we now know that Jed Hoyer can. But the Cubs need power, right? And isn't that what the whole DH was supposed to be, is getting some big boppers and, and adding some you offense? You would think. You would think. And, you know, and I just see a lot of teams using the DH as a place to rest guys, get them off their feet, etc. But there are, Dustin, two legit DHs on the market, and one of them is probably the biggest free agent of – all time. And so you brought up Bruce Levine earlier. I don't know if he, he spoiled the party, but let's take a look at this clip that we have of Bruce from 670, the score. This isn't necessarily, this is not a pipe dream, okay? This is a no. reality. The Cubs are in on this. They're not just kicking the tires. They're in. The question is, in most cases, teams decide whether or, to not, whether or not to offer a contract to a player. In this case... The player will decide where he wants to go. All right. That, again, well, again don't... you don't, you do not interview Shohei Otani. Okay. Shohei Otani interviews you. You're not trying to figure out if Shohei fits. If you want Shohei, you, you are trying to, you are trying to attract him. He is like a college recruit. Okay, in a sport, you are trying to bring him in. You are not interviewing him to see if it fits. He he is interviewing you to see if he wants to come to you. So it, it is very different than most situations. 
Now, Dustin, this is probably the, this is no doubt the most unique baseball player that we have seen in our lifetimes, Dustin, and we're no longer spring chickens. Um, a lot of times when you compare somebody to Babe Ruth, you roll your eyes. You don't when it comes to Shohei Otani. He's an elite slugger and a dominant pitcher. He slashed last season, Dustin, for his second MVP award, 304, 412, 654, led the American League with 44 home runs while scoring 102 runs, driving in 95 and stealing 20 bases. Dustin, can you imagine the prodigious home runs he would hit at Wrigley Field? I mean, when was the last time that we saw someone land one on a rooftop? That was yeah, Glen Alien like Hill, Dave, right? It'll be like uh, Glen Alien Hill or Dave Kigmanis, you know, right? Yes. I mean, and so, it'll be like. I mean, he led the major in slugging position and OPS. As a pitcher, he went 10-5 and five with a 3.14 ERA and 23 starts, striking out 167 and walking 55 in 132 innings. Big question, and that is, you know, Otani had surgery on his right elbow on September 19th. It's been kind of weird. No one said it's Tommy John, but it's pretty much assumed it's Tommy John, and that would be his second Tommy John surgery. A lot of players do not come back as well in from a second Tommy John. Cubs pitcher Jamison Tyone is one of the few that has. But the question is, what effect will that have on the contract? Before the surgery, easily, we were starting at $500 million. Uh, looking at the at Bowden's article in The Athletic, he thinks 10 years, $477 million with incentives and escalators that take the deal closer to half a billion dollars if – he pitches X amount of innings if he wins the Cy Young Award, those type of things. So, Dustin, I mean, $500 million is a whole lot of money, but this is a player that is about unique as you can get. Is there? I mean, do we even have to ask if we want to do this for $500 yes, million? Yes, you have to ask because you could, you could tell me that you could get – and I'm not saying I want him necessarily in our last podcast, but – I could get Sonny Gray, Cody Bellinger, and Justin Turner for that five hundred million, and maybe and maybe more. Right? I think when you're getting into the Otani thing, it, it's also about business. I think Bruce had a figure. He said he talked to somebody out in Anaheim, and that Otani brought back a hundred million dollars in revenue from all different aspects. So when you're giving, when you're giving him 500, you're getting a hundred back. So you're really giving him 400. You know, no, no other player is going to come anywhere near that. Right. No, then, nobody, nobody's got a return again, whether they get Shohei Otani or not, every seat at Wrigley field is going to be filled again next year. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I you're not going to sell anymore. You're not going to, the, the people that are going to gain are the people on the secondary market I'm saying the, the Ricketts aren't going to make any more money on tickets because they have Otani or not. I'll, I'll, dis I'll dis I, I will disagree with that. Right. I will disagree with that statement. And we're going to actually talk about it a little bit in the second segment, but um, you know, they're not always filled. And so a lot of times you'll see, you know, and you see this with every team, it'll be like today's attendance is 38,000 oh, yeah. 38, and like half of them's empty. There's 27,000. Right. I mean, right. That's and a lot so, of hot dogs and peanuts and Cracker Jack and obviously Budweiser, um, which is your probably highest grossing uh, concession. So of course, but I'm just saying if you, if the budget, if they're willing to spend 500 million over the next 10 years, boy, that buys a lot of players. 
And Dustin, let me ask you a question here too. That was, you said a hundred million from Anaheim. Okay. And not to belittle Anaheim or anything, but that's not the Chicago Cubs. And so how many people, how many Cub fans that maybe say, you know what? I don't think Marquis really worth it. I had a bunch of uh, friends of mine that just got the marquee for the first time ever as, as the direct streaming app came out uh, this season. Okay. So this is the first time they were back. Why? Because the Cubs were competitive and they were a fun team to watch. How many additional people will buy that app or uh, if Shohei Otani is much watched TV. I mean, it is, it is must watch baseball. That moment when he was pitching against Mike Trout was just electric um, in the world baseball classic. I, I just, there, there's nothing that compares to him. And I don't, you know, I would not have him pitch ever again. Personally, if I give him 500 million, just because I just can't have an injury where that guy gets hurt like that. To me, he's an all-time DH, maybe occasionally an outfielder. Even then, I'd be nervous. I just want this guy to literally put the ball down Kenmore. That's all I need him to do 40, 45 times a, a year. That's what I need. So, I, if you can find, My point is, Crawley, if you can find a guy that can do that 30, 32 times a year, and then you buy a, you know, a, a nice number two pitcher, Look at and and we're gonna go over trades next episode. Do you right. think that there is a player in baseball that a pitcher fears more facing than Otani? Oh, probably not. No, and then you like know, it, and that, that's gonna benefit. Obviously, that's gonna benefit the batter. There's gonna be protection for somebody like like you know like who like Swanson perhaps right like you know like Ian Happ perhaps who's ever batting in front of him. So yeah, I mean there's 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 all kinds of benefits. Listen. We know the Cubs are in on him. I just we'll have to wait and see. All right. So so let's Otani say Otani or bust. <laughs> Otani or bust doesn't do it for me. I mean, if you do Otani, you got to keep going. If you're going all in, you got to go all in, man. Not like I'm kind of going in. All in means all in. All in means like doesn't have to be Mets, but it's got to be Phillies all in. Okay, the Phillies have six guys making over twenty million a year now. Six. That's, that's a lot. And, and so, you know, if you do not land Otani, maybe you land J.D. Martinez. He had a great season with the Dodgers last year. He slashed 271, 321, 572 with 33 home runs and 103 RBIs. Another great clubhouse guy. You got uh, 36 years old, Dustin, but it's a DH. You know what I mean? How taxing is that? And Too old, but, too old for me right now. Again, he is again, again, you know, in okay, like Bellinger, JD Martinez, okay, but you know, not not JD Martinez, obviously. In Otani. Now, now, I will tell you the thing that worries me too is that he didn't have to be the premier offensive threat on the Dodgers team. Not when you have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Will Smith. That changes things a lot as well. So Bowden has his contract at one year, twelve million dollars. So I'm just throwing it out there. A, lot, know, of, a lot of these pillow, a lot of these pillow. Uh, contracts it seems like Crowley. right well with him it's not as much because he's not going to get another big contract right, right, for him it's right. just another year in the majors you know those pillow contracts is you get a guy that you know just struggled prove and it. he's going to do a prove it yeah he's JD, got, you know if it works out he's got a big contract coming right jd martinez is riding off in the sunset but one year 12 million is not bad i mean you know we talked about you know that's not these days it's not much right so you know for a guy that hit 33 home runs and 103 rbis um, if he's going to do that again for the Cubs, you know, you're going to need Seiya and Ian and Nico all to take a step forward um, from what they did last season. I actually talked to this guy last weekend and invited him back to Wrigley Field. How about Jorge Soler? A blast, blast, blast from the past. You remember Georgie from his time with the Cubs from 2014 to 2016. Hip, hip, Jorge. 
Um, Solaire is now a free agent after opting out the final year of his contract with the Marlins. He slashed 250, 341, 512, Dustin, with 36 home runs, 75 RBIs, and 24 doubles. Not only that, he can play some right field as well. Bowden has his contract at two years, $32 million. Dustin is a reunion with Solaire in the cards. Well, it could be. I mean, we just talked about it. I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, Solaire's a guy who I think could hit 30 home runs at Wrigley Field. So do, do, do you want the do you want the Japanese pitcher and Solaire and Turner? You know, like what do you think of that? Right? I'm yeah. just saying. So these are <laughs> the these are the 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 armchair GMing that we could do. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He's young and he can hit the ball a mile, and he's way cheaper than Otani. Right, especially right, right. to your point, especially if we're saying you're never pitching him again. Well, with the hot stove heating up, Dustin, maybe we'll get these answers sooner rather than later. Just make sure you keep tuning in to the Fly the W podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, Season 2, Episode 90, Cubs free agent hitting options in 2024. We just went through a big, long list. And don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crawley, we've got some news and notes to share with the listener. Yes, the Cubs signed a pitcher from Japan. No, not Otani or Yamamoto, but former Red Sox top prospect Edwin Escobar cousin of Alcides Escobar. He is 32-year-old lefty reliever who has been pitching in Japan. Dustin, with Brandon Hughes being non-tendered, we talked about that last time, the Cubs clearly need more lefty bullpen pieces. We don't know contract terms just yet, but uh, he's a guy that has some funk, kind of a lower arm slot on his delivery. Uh, He was also a longtime teammate of lefty starting pitcher Shota Imanaga, who the Cubs have been tied to. So just something to keep in mind. But with the signing of Escobar, the 40-man roster now stands at 38. All right, 38 and counting, two more to go. We've also got a new assistant GM. Right, and just remember with that 40-man roster, you could always trade somebody off the roster as well, right? You can trade, say, a Patrick Wisdom for a couple minor leaguers, and then that would 
bring your 40 man down. So still in flux, but promotion announced for Jared Banner, friend of the pod. He's been on before to assistant general manager, taking the place of the departed Craig Breslow. Banner was a vice president of player development that saw the Cubs farm system move into the top five rankings in most publication. He's done a great job with that. Congrats to Jared. And like I said, opportunities um, within the Cubs opportunity for promotions. And Jared is one that gets them. And now some, we need someone to take over uh, for the director uh, of vice president of player development. And as you know, we talked about in the last episode with, with uh, Kyle Glazer on it, that, that, the Cubs turned around that farm system in a real short amount of time. And there's been a lot of good things happening with the scouting, the development of the player talent. Just want to keep that going. You don't want to have, you don't want to have to trade a bunch of guys off to do this again. Want to keep it steady like the Dodgers, you know? Yep. Keep the good people around. No doubt about that. Now the Cubs coaching carousel continues. Bench coach Andy Green has taken a job with the New York Mets front office in a senior role for player development. According to Jeff Passani, he was offered other jobs in the Cubs organization after David Ross was let go. We knew he was interviewing for managerial jobs as well. He was mentioned in the Guardians uh, job hunt. But he w- it was kind of in- weird. He was not fired or let go. Uh, the you know from the Cubs, Joel Sherman wrote an article about Cody Bellinger. I talked about it in segment yeah. one, and in that article, he was like, "Yeah, the Cubs dismissed David Ross and Andy Green." Everyone's like, "Well, that did, was did, never did announced." They, did they? Did he say dismissed? I thought he said the, that David Green was no longer with the Cubs. There's a difference, he, as you're trying to point out. It's a fine line, but there is a difference. He was. I thought the word was dismissed. I can double check it, okay. but. I know for a fact he made it seem as he was let go, which he was not at that point in time. Right. Um, Also gone is assistant hitting coach Johnny Washington. He was hired by the Angels, reportedly interviewed for their managerial opening after the 2019 season that eventually went to Joe Madden. The assisting hitting coach position is now open, and we talked about John Maley earlier. That seems like a perfect place to put John Maley, assistant hitting coach, helping out Dustin Kelly, helping out any young Cubs from Iowa that he worked with last year coming into the majors, like a PCA, like a Matt Mervis, like an Alexander Canario. So we'll see what happens. I don't think any decisions have been made just yet, but I think John Maley easily fits into that position. Now, also announced by MLB was the Hall of Fame ballad. There's not much here as far as Cup fans are really interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple first-year guys that are on the ballot. Jose Bautista, Adrian Beltre, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Bartolo Gonzalez. Bartolo Colon! Bartolo Colon! Oh, uh, Joe Maurer, Matt Holliday, uh, James Shields, Chase Utley, David Wright. But nothing, like I said, very Cubish. So everybody get, every, anybody who played baseball gets to be on the on the list or what? Uh, sir, you have to meet a certain criteria, James so not Shields? everybody. But James Shields, big game, James. He's not going to make it. He'll be off. He's just going to be. I, I assume he'll be a one big, and done big guy. Check James. I don't love big game, James. Anyway, <laughs> remember he didn't want to come to the Cubs because he didn't. He wanted to go to a winner, and then the next thing yeah. you know, the Cubs went and won a World Series. Yep. So thanks for your services, James. It never happened, but. Um, Dustin, you were talking earlier about well, you know, the seats are going to be filled. And here's the thing that I can tell you as a season ticket holder to kind of be watching. And that was that when I first got my own season tickets, I split with my future father-in-law from like 2000 to 2020 till 2003. And then after they almost made the world series in 2003, in 2004, I went, woke up at like four in the morning in a February day, lined up at Wrigley and whoever was the sixth 
person behind me was number one on the season ticket holder waiting list. <laughs> and um, what ends up happening at that point is that list continued to swell and swell and swell. And if you were one of those people who would check to see where you were on that season ticket holder list, well, you don't have to wait anymore. Dustin, I think after the Cubs won the World Series, this idea of having to be there and and, yep. and the Cubs being a hot ticket. And I know people that I never did this. I always just wanted to go to the games I wanted to go to and I'd sell the ones I didn't want to go to at face value. I never tried to make this in, into a money thing. No business, yeah. No, I had no interest. I just wanted to let Cub fans go to games and good seats and, and you know, that's that. But I know people that did and they did make their good share. But I, I really feel like after the World Series and then even more after the pandemic, they're just not as hot a commodity as they once were. They're expensive, Dustin, and you they're know expensive, and they're expensive, and they're expensive, and it's hard to get down there, and they're expensive. Yep, right. And and I can tell you that the Cubs burned through that list, and were making cold calls and repeated calls to people that turned it down when their opportunity came up. So you know, I think it just makes sense that that list is now gone, and so you too can now become a Cubs season ticket holder. They are offering a variety of packages. I did not see my package on there. Um, they have the full season, 81 games that you can do. They now have half seasons, which are 41 games, and a 20-game package. Now, you know, if you have the 20-game package, what you do have is you have access to 20 games, access to Cubs and Wrigley Field event pre-sales. Those would be things like concerts and Cubs Con and stuff like that. And you have postseason ticket access. My guess, Dustin, it will not be in the specific seats that people have. They'll be able to buy before the general public for postseason. Yeah. Um, or or they will I mean, be that, given. That, that sounds like a pretty. That sounds like a pretty attractive offer. Right. Or 20, they would be too. You know, buy a pair of tickets, especially when you get access to all the concerts, because you can make a lot of money on those concert tickets. Right. And I don't know exactly how many postseason tickets you get, etc. You know, I don't. There, we don't. I don't have that information. Right. But something to keep in mind: half season mm -hmm. tickets. If you have forty-one. You have the ticket exchange program, which is if you have a ticket and you want to swap it for a different game, you can do that. You have to pay the difference if it occurs. But that's an option that the Cubs give you. 15% discount on concessions and retail, access to the pre-sales and postseason ticket access. And then, of course, the full season, they give you the lowest price per ticket. It's lower than if you buy it through the box office. Um, all seating locations are eligible, so you can pick you know, whatever seats are open, which you don't have that option with the 41-game or the 20-game package. And then all the rest, the ticket exchange, wow. the 15% so off. The one year, the one year I finally got season tickets, Crowley, they ended up losing 103 games <laughs> that year. 103. Couldn't, uh, couldn't, you couldn't give the tickets. People wouldn't take them for free and use them. I mean, we barely, we barely went. One time I bought tickets somewhere else, sold the two tickets that I had, and it didn't even cover four beers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my package is not included in that one. My package ends up coming to be like 75, 65 games, 60 it's, it's opening days, holidays, nights, and weekends. So I basically, I just don't, don't get like the Wednesday, one twenty, Friday, one twenty games. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, the Friday one twenties are good. Not for you. Yeah. For not me. for me, but for, for a lot, oh, I can go a lot in the summer too, but uh, you know, to me, that's always been a good package. And, and for me with the postseason, I get the wild card games. I get all of the NLDS um, I get one less of the NLCS and one less of the world series. Yeah. So in 2016, I, that is interesting though. I didn't realize that they were, uh, they burned through that, uh, that list. Cause I mean, yeah, that was, a, I mean, I, I was on that list for 20 years, I think. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that list is burned through. And I, like I said, I think after the World Series and pandemic, that really changed a lot of things. So, you know, if you're a Cub fan like me that likes all the other uh, ancillary things, like whether you're talking about like first dibs for the Winter Wonderland or for concerts or for um, Cubs convention, then it's a good deal, especially the 20-game package. But um, I, I would say that, you know, I think if they get Otani, those ticket prices are going to go back up. Yeah, they will go back up. There is no doubt about that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 90 of season two. We've been talking about Cubs free agent hitting options in 2024. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And if you're a diehard like Crowley, I don't know if anybody is as diehard as Crowley, but you're probably going through your Cubs and baseball withdrawals, except they've been in the news quite a bit. The new segment we've got going, we're going to help you fill out that social calendar with Cubs events on this episode we are talking with Stuart McVicker, Club 400 fame, as he will announce who the guest will be for this year's Christmas party. Get your Cubs ugly sweater ready. You can do that today. Joining me on the Fly the W, guys, you get two for one today. We have the guys from the Club 400 podcast. Stu McVicker makes his return and the first timer here, Sir William Garrett. Sir William, how are you, buddy? I'm a virgin to the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, um, and, and Stu's an old hat at this here, but when what we're talking about here is, we, you know, a lot of people, they get lonely this time of year. They miss baseball. They miss the Cubs. They miss Wrigley Field. And what I've been doing lately is just telling people, man, there's things always going on, good events going on. And everybody knows that, you know, that listens to the podcast or follows my Twitter, whatever, that I'm a Club 400 junkie. And we are now approaching the holidays, which means one thing, one of the most fun events of the year, the Club 400 Christmas Party. Stu, why don't you tell our listeners what makes the Christmas party different in your mind than other Club 400 parties? I mean, I think it's the best party of the year, honestly. And I think it, just because, like, you know, as you know, Crowley, we have a family that gets together once a year, and it's usually smaller. And I always try to pick someone, a very special guest. You know, last year, oh, man, I just get so excited seeing those guys. I miss those guys, Cole Franklin and Brent Davis. Like, they were amazing last year, right? I mean, those guys were the best, dude. And uh, when he says family, it's like family, like you want to be around. You know, <laughs> it's not people go to family. It's, you know, not quite that way. That's not, that's not the drunk, inappropriate uncle. I don't know. Drunk uh, uncle. Drunkle. And, you know, another thing we always try to do, which makes the Club for Hearts party uh, Christmas party so special is 
we you know try to help somebody out and we've helped out a lot of great people i remember we uh got danny rocket a brand new guitar which mm -hmm. uh, we all love danny rocket and uh we've got a wheelchair for your friend William. yeah little girl uh, got a wheelchair for but we always do a club 400 christmas surprise and we've always tried to do something good for somebody and this year i think we're outdoing ourselves we have a goal this year for our club 400 christmas party which is saturday december 9th 6 to 10 o'clock and that is simply one thing that is to raise $10,000, $10,000 we want to raise for a person who does not even, they're going to be at the party and they're going to be awarded $10,000. We're going to help them out because that's what we do, Crawley. You know what we are. We're Cup fans helping Cup fans. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I, you know, I was the recipient one time of a gift at the Christmas party. Uh, here's a picture, Sir William and, and Stu, for those of the people that are uh, watching this on the Fly the W podcast uh, playlist from 670 The Score YouTube channel. This was when you guys surprised me and got me the Miggy Montero game used jersey from the ring ceremony that I was a part of. I mean, I was literally in tears. And luckily, you know, people didn't have to see me cry because Sammy Sosa came on the phone to talk to you in the middle of the party. And that's what that's the thing about the Christmas party is like fun things just kind of always happen out of the blue. It's like you said, it's just more of a relaxed for me, by the way, Crowley. <laughs> it's more of a relaxed vibe, you know? And oh, uh, no. like I said, it's unbelievable. The Christmas party means a lot. And Crowley, we, need, we need to have a Christmas party greatest hits. I know. Video I mean, or something. We always do Christmas carols, which is always a blast. And yeah. uh, we've had like Mickey Montero was one of our guests. There's Danny and yeah. you, Crowley. And uh, that giving you that jersey, that was like, that was, that's in my top 10. Oh, and I'll tell you what, Tom Warman. I don't know show. if you know Tom Warman. Anybody in Chicago who doesn't know Tom Warman, Tom Warman is the number one cub collector of Cubs game use memorabilia in Chicago. And he called me, he goes, Stu, you want to buy this jersey? I go, You can't sell that jersey. There's no way you can sell that jersey. Crowley has to have it's that. It's gotta jersey. be Crowley's house. And Crowley did it right. He framed it up beautiful and it's sitting in Crowley's clubhouse right now. Oh yeah, Ketchik, Jason Ketchik from Catch Twenty Two did a phenomenal job, and and it, it's one there. But like you said, one of the fun things, Danny Rocket, super talented guy, he will come up with a whole bunch of Christmas carols and change the lyrics to Cubs theme. We print them out, everybody gets a copy, and the photo up here is myself singing with Kathleen Mesmer, who is a ringer. Uh, she sings a little bit better than me, just a little. But she absolutely was belting out. That was the song Correa or to, to Gloria. And, and that was a huge, huge hit with everybody. A lot of fun. And so, you know, this year, Danny's already cooking in the lab, getting ready to go. Um, Good friend, Wayne Mesmer. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, Wayne's been at the Christmas parties. Miggy's been at the Christmas parties. This one, if you remember this greatest hits, uh, this is Ray Burris is in this one. We're all kind of taking a picture with Jim and Justin in the background. Uh, this one cracks me up because I think this was taken at like one in the morning and Patrick so. Wisdom was still there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing that, that you have those pictures That's so we great can take picture. attendance. Yeah. Uh, who was who lasted? And who, who was didn't. up at 1 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, – but you know what? That, like I said, it's the fun thing about it. And, and so – this year, you said, you know, there, nobody knows what the charity is other than a very few select people. The Which two gentlemen in front not, of me. Is that not amazing? Stu has actually held on to so far. So far. I, I'm going to say it's almost as impressive as Jed Hoyer being quiet about Craig Council. The fact that Stu's great. keeping yeah. a secret. Yeah, so, so far, so good. And and the funny thing, Stu, is that, you know, you, you originally, when we talked about this, it's just, you know, we're not going to do a, a player this year. That's not going to happen. 
But, you know, all of a sudden, just like I said, a Christmas Cub miracle, there is going to be a guest here. And and how cool this, you know, of this, of this guest, I'm going to let you reveal it, but how cool that he's doing this for Club 400 and to help out just kind of kind of goes to tell you what kind of guy this is. Wait, before he reveals it, does he have to be careful about the nickname he might choose? Yeah, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently we're, we're going to avoid certain nicknames, but uh, uh, go ahead, Stu. Why don't you tell the listeners? I'm probably, well, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know what, Crowley, as you know, I don't know if you talked about it on the show yet, but uh, our great friend from Club 400, John Maylee, has been retained by Craig Council, and he will be a part of the Chicago Cubs in 2024. And, um, you know, he talked to me and I told him exactly what I was doing. He goes, hey, man, I want to come to your uh, Christmas party and I'm bringing a guest. And so Club 400 is proud to announce that we're going to be selling only 80 tickets for $100. You come out here and all the money is going to Christmas Club 400 Christmas Surprise. And you get to hang out, get autographs, take pictures, do a Q&A with our good friend Mike Talkman, man. The pa- from straight from Palatine to Lake in the Hills, I'm really proud to have him out here. And I think it's going to be a great night. And the most important thing I want your listeners to know, Crowley, is that you're going to spend $100, and all $100 is going to charity. Club 400 gets nothing. We're getting the food donated. We're getting the alcohol donated. So $100, you come out, you have a good time, and you get to see someone get basically $10,000 who's in need of it. This is called the Club 400 Christmas Surprise. Thank you, John Maylee. And to bring Mike Talkman out to Club 400 for this means the world to me. So Mike Talkman had had just an unbelievable season this year. You know, he was really a vital part of the Cubs going from 10 games under to 12 games over. It, it was in, and you know, it was just a great story. Local guy make good. And so this Christmas party is going to be Saturday, December 9th. You know, you don't think about it tomorrow. You know, we have Thanksgiving tomorrow, but, but that's right around the corner. We're talking about a couple of weeks from now. So six to 10 PM, it's a hundred dollars for a ticket. There's going to be two guests. You're going to have Mike Talkman and John Maley. So feel free to bring a ball. If you got a photo, if you got some sort of world series memorabilia for John Maley to sign, you know, absolutely do that. And um, I'm making you, promises for him. He'll probably wear his ring and he'll let you try it on and take probably, pictures. Probably. Most likely. Oh. Yeah. And here's the thing yeah, is I, that, I, maybe, you know, maybe I just want to tell all your listeners right now, we only have about 42 tickets left. So. Yeah. Mm. He said 80 sold, earlier. Yeah, there, we are, there. There's already 40 sold today, basically. And we just put it up this morning. So, but we do want to sell it out. And the main thing is we do want to raise that $10,000. Right. And, and so, you know, you, when you think about the hundred dollars, like, oh man, you know, you know, but, but here's the thing you get food, you get fed. And some of the food is the, you know, rings and burgers and pizza. And then you get the beer. The beer is flowing nonstop all night. There's a question and answer, bring whatever you want to get autographed. It's, I will tell people it's the, it's the best, best value in the memorabilia game. You're cause you're going to have fun. You're going to meet new like-minded cub fans you get to talk to players like, you know, a lot of times when you go to these signings, there's a table in between you and the player. And, you know, sometimes I've been I've been to autograph signings where they don't even look up at you like they're just like, yep, yep, okay, yep, next. OK, you know, they don't even pay attention that you're even there. This is completely different. And so if you've been waiting and you've kind of always been kicking around, well, you know, maybe I should go to the Club 400 party. And, and already I've been talking to so many people, Sarah Sanchez from Bleed Cubby Blue, uh, the notorious LEX, Lexi's going to be there, uh, Brendan King, who was the MC from last year's uh, Cole Franklin and Brendan Davis event. 
I mean, it, it's people are already lining up because here's the thing. People who've been there know that this is a fun one to go to. It's not too crowded and everybody's so friendly. Ugly Cub sweater, not mandatory, but I always like I always like to kind of wear something. Carl, I like to pop on that. Like, you know, besides we're almost going to be raising $850,000, I think by the end of the year, it'll be about $850,000. One of the proudest things I am is exactly what you said. I give the Cub fans an experience that they're never going to get anywhere. I don't think there's anybody in the world doing what I'm doing right now, inviting over pl uh, players, uh, Hall of Famers, past great current players, and uh, putting them in a light where, like I said, you get to know the person behind the uniform because they're here hanging out with you, having a good time. And you're raising money for a great cause, and you always have that in common. And, like, any Cub player that's been out here knows that they have club heart support going forward. And it's, like you said, it's a big family, and that's one of the proudest things is that we created an unbelievable family of Cub fans. Well, guys, I think that, you know, our listeners will be excited, and hopefully we can get everybody over there. But but do not be one of those people that waits, because how many times, Stu, have you had to deal with people that are like, oh, do you have any more tickets left? I was going to buy them, and now they're out. Like, this is purposely kept smaller because it's a more intimate gathering um, again, more of a family style gathering. And so, you know, just don't wait on this because you're going to regret it. And I talk to people all the time. I finally convince them. I twist their arm. They finally show up to club 400. They're like, well, why didn't I go all the other times? And I'm like, well, that was your fault. I've invited you how many times once people come, they always come back. Yeah, they always do. And you know, we love the, uh, we love virgins here at club 400. We like having people that have never been here. Cause I would like to, all the Cub fans experience what a Club 400 party is about and what that atmosphere is like. And uh, we want to welcome you to our family. Absolutely. So, guys, do me a favor. Tell us where people can listen to your podcast, where they can go to get the tickets, and where to follow you on the social medias. Crowley, it's actually where can they not hear our podcast, I think. <laughs> and, and before I answer your question specifically, I would just like to make a statement because I can barely get a word in when I'm on with Stu. <laughs> Um, first of all, I would like to say it's an absolute honor to be on your show. It truly is. You also know I g always give you a lot of abuse that you're the number two rated Cubs podcast. And actually, if you look at the numbers, it would bear that out. But, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. You're like, you're, you sell yourself short. Uh, you were talking about all the things that are happening that night. You should come here and want to pay $100 to meet and hang out with Crawley. I agree. <laughs> I mean, this guy is an international superstar. We're lucky to be friends, right? We've had some Iowa Cubs experiences, you know, from the minors to the majors, man, we've seen it all. And uh, it's awesome. I was just We've seen a million faces and we rocked them all. But, we but, we're, them all. but, I like but, I uh, Bo from uh, Wilma and Cubs cards the other day. Or maybe Dave Arnold said it, uh, who did our uh, Club 400 music trivia. But he goes, well, we don't need a player. We have so many, like, Cubs celebrities right. there. And, like, I did see Sarah Sanchez bought a ticket. Yeah. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Has she ever been here before? She has not. She's going to be a first-timer. So, anyway, you can find uh, our podcast information on all this. First of all, to buy tickets. To buy tickets to anything that we do, you go to www.club400cubs.com. Yep. Go right go to the events page. He's not doing bad the not first bad. time on the podcast. Yeah, first time. Not, not bad. So, yeah, that's where you can go to buy all our tickets, www.clubhornetcubs.com. On the events page, it's usually on the front page, whatever we got going on. And you can buy tickets and process them through there. And, you know, you'll get an email back and you'll get all the information. And it'll be an awesome time. If, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Club 400 public pages to be. And on uh, Twitter, it's Cubs 
fan cave, I believe, or Club 400 cave, I believe. Yeah, right, and cave. also we have a Club 400 podcast page as well. Yes, we do. And, and that gives you a link to every show that we do and all of that. Very easy to find. Yep. Club, just type in Club 400. Instagram, you, Club 400. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, yeah. so oh, we're, you, we're really heavily based on uh, Facebook, but uh, I, I'm not the best social media guy out there, but I'm trying to get better as I go. But, you know, I don't mind it, keeping it kind of small and family-like. Club. And what's here. Stu's famous comment, Crawley? I love you more than you love me. That's one of them. <laughs> Hit the, no, I can't say that. Uh, no, he talks about, you know, individually, we're all just, you know, a bunch of passionate Cub fans. But together, I'm probably paraphrasing this, not exactly how you say it. But together, we all come together. We can do some pretty cool, powerful stuff. Yeah. So, And, and, and again, you, buddy. Yeah. I, I've said this many a times. You know, I came to Club 400 looking to get autographs. And now all I do, all I care about is the friends that I've made at Club 400 and the difference we've all made. And that I think a lot of people kind of when they see the first time that somebody's getting something that really, especially people in need that, that you sit there and you say like, this is, this is bigger than just baseball. Yeah. Crawley, and I want to say one more thing. and I Because he's got to get the last word in, no yeah. matter what. <laughs> I, I also expect December 9th to be, we got Otani party, okay? Ah, I love it. Can you make that happen? I'm gonna make a couple. I'm gonna make a couple calls. We'll see what we can do, and maybe one day Otani will be a Club 400 guest. No promises, but uh, that that would that would definitely be some fun. But guys, our guy Johnny Benedict will probably have to learn some new songs. And and hey, man, Johnny Benedict will be playing the organ at the party. Oh wait, is he another famous? Yes, he is. Pretty famous. Wow. The organist of Wrigley Field will be playing the tunes at the party. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate it, and I hope we see so many listeners out there at the Club 400 party. It's going to be a blast. Thank you guys for jumping on. Yeah, and anytime you want us back, I'm only at one, so I got to get up to five. We'll get you up. We'll get your numbers up, William. See you, Crowley. Love you, buddy. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook, Fly the W670 Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can email Crawley and I, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. And you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. You know, Dustin, I want to thank, as this is going to be released on Thanksgiving, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the Fly the W for leaving those five-star reviews. Dustin, this is our 150th episode together. Wow, 150th. Holy cow. You know, it's been a lot of fun, and, and, and it doesn't happen without the listeners. So thank you, and have a great Thanksgiving. And go Cubs! It's all over.